it's mind-numbingly boring. <laughs> and to get someone to do that, you know, and you sit there and go, can you do, uh, I don't know, maybe 20 reps a day? Can you do six, up to 60 reps of this light workout a day? People just get bored, man. And yeah. this, where again it, it links into the wild training philosophy is we make this fun and exciting and something different we get passionate about it and we go actually you know we don't have to use a band can we try this can we try this other bit welcome to fitness inside out by wild training i'm james griffiths and today we have a new episode of chat with the coach you can listen to the show on apple Podcasts, spotify and google Podcasts, and most major platforms if you like what you hear please hit subscribe and remember we add new content every monday so today I've got Andrew Hobson. Now Andy has been working with me at the Wild Training Gym since kind of yeah late part of 2017, and uh, and very very quickly became uh, a senior part of the team. He he now kind of acts as our assistant manager for the gym, our, our head coach for the other personal trainers to have as a mentor, and and has really really been yeah pivotal in, in helping me deliver where we are with the brand today. So so Andy today is all about you, man, and. And hearing your story and and kind of how you got started I guess in in the fitness industry and uh, and yeah you know sharing sharing your passion for for exercise and movement and, and all that kind of stuff cool man thanks for your nice introduction um, and what a pleasure it is to be here but I'd have to go back a little bit to come uh, tell you more about my story and it's quite a way um, we we'll go back to when I was at school actually and um, I've been a sportsman. I've done lots of sports. I've never excelled at anything. I could just do some sport and was all right at it. Um, but my real interest came um, from PE lessons, really. It was something that just sort of interested me. There was nothing, you know, I had no aspirations to do a career. I just happened to be good at doing the theory side of sport and exercise. So it was PE was what I did. Um, finished A-levels doing PE as well. Um, I distinctly remember uh, there was a teacher of mine, I'm not going to drop any names, I think he's still working, um, but he, he, he said to me, you don't want to go and work in a gym, and obviously he's referring to sort of commercial gym industries and things like that, you'll just end up becoming a cleaner, a glorified cleaner. Anyway, put it out of my head, it wasn't really something that specifically jumped out at me as something I wanted to do anyway. Incidentally, went to university, did a degree in sport and exercise and coaching science, um, which is an incredibly broad field. And I always felt this was a bit, little bit broad, especially when I came out um, having finished my degree. Um, but it was essentially psychology, biomechanics, physiology and anatomy. Um, lots and lots of other stuff in between. Uh, so much so I can't actually remember all of it. But... Again, nothing really took off after me uh, finishing my university degree in sport and exercise science. I was working part-time, was doing little bits here and there. Um, and it wasn't until uh, maybe a f couple of years later after that, like I couldn't really get a foot up in the industry. I've obviously been a, a sports fan and I kind of had an inclination that I might like to work in a sports in a, in a football team and stuff like that. Um, seemed reasonably glamorous at the time. It thought it would be a, a good idea. Um, but I couldn't quite get my foot in the door um, just because it's quite often, it's one of those industries where it's about sometimes who you know and things like that. Um, because my degree wasn't, it was quite broad. There was nothing that I had, no specialism. So I kind of thought to myself, all right, what's the next stage? 
Now, if you know me, you'd also know that I've been injured quite a few times in my life. I've always taken a great, slightly greater interest in the physiological anatomy side of things. Um, and then it was just a case of uh, discovering a relatively young discipline uh, that's called sports therapy. Um, I think, you know, late 90s, uh, it really started to emerge as a university-based discipline that provides very, very similar stuff to physiotherapists, but we're not trained through the NHS. Um, so we avoid, you know, that kind of level of interaction you get with a lot of different broad range of clients. So everything from, um, I can't even think now, lots of conditions for lungs, hearts and stuff like that. Speech therapy is part of physiotherapy, which I don't do, but I also do the anatomy and physiology that they cover. So. This was something that I, you know, took a great interest in and started to explore that little bit further. Um, and I ended up doing a master's in sports therapy. So I took, ended up taking a year and a half to do that. And during that time, I ended up working with uh, Slough Town Football Club, um, relatively low on terms of the football pyramid at the time. Um, but I had a great mentor there. Uh, his name was Kevin, and if you know Slough, he was always around. Um, sadly, he's not with us right uh, anymore. Um, but you know, he was really, really took me under his wing, and he started to help me a great deal in terms of knowing how to help out in a football club and do lots and lots and lots of things. Um, and from there, I actually started working with their youth team and their youth players, and we developed uh, an academy that was set up outside of Farnham Park, um, where I spent a good, good couple of years working with youngsters and then from that I ended up going to work with Wickham Wanderers and I took on an internship at uh, within their physio department. Uh, it came to the end of the season, we made the playoffs, got to the final against Plymouth, it was a nice day out at Wembley, sadly the result wasn't uh, what we wanted at that stage. Sorry, was it South End? Who the hell did we play in the final? I've forgotten now, doesn't matter, it was a while ago. Um, I remember it's Phil Brown, came around and shook everyone's hand. I might be able to tell you a little bit more about who it was. Um, anyway, uh, I was the only one uh, out of all their interns that they decided to keep on. Um, but I had to do lots of other stuff within the club, so I was still able to sort of dip my toe into the physio room and help out and explore. Um, and I ended up spending the best part of three years there. So um, I did a lot of work with Wickham and it was a, you know, a fabulous experience and it was you know, some incredible people I met along the way. Um, but I couldn't necessarily see how I wanted to develop my career in that industry. It's a lot of, you know, lot of, a lot of work involved. Um, it's a lot of, a lot of different, different aspects to being able to uh, do things differently. And it's kind of had an inclination that I wanted to do my own thing. So, I ended up handing my notice in with the idea of starting my own practice, okay? Didn't know where, didn't know what, didn't know how, um, but I thought I'd just jump straight in. And that I did. And what actually happened is I think I maybe spent my last time with Wickham in October, and I've got a funny feeling it's around 2017, so late 2017, um, and I started taking on clients roughly around the same time, so it would have been October, and there was some work, and it was good, and it was fine. I was working uh, in the local area, doing a little bit of mobile work as well, 
but it was starting to approach Christmas that I was like, uh, you know, I could do a, a few more hours here and there. And I'd actually noticed that while training gym, never heard of it before, uh, were looking for members of staff. And so I thought to myself, look, I'm going to top up my income, do a little bit of work with them. There's no intention to bring my therapy business here or do anything here other than earn a little bit of money just to get help me through Christmas, really. Um, and that is when I came knocking on your door. The slippery slope yeah. that never ended. <laughs> Wicked, man, I love it. And uh, an amazing story, for sure. And uh, and definitely, you know, I, I'm sure something that people that are maybe looking at starting out in the industry with that, that idea of working as a, a sports therapist or as a physio uh, can take some, some kind of inspiration from, for sure. But uh, yeah, it made me laugh when you were talking about uh, you know, uh, your thing being kind of PE at school, and and yeah, randomly, I, I was really similar. I was I was yeah sub average at everything, you mm. know. So I was yeah, I loved PE, and I remember I remember being you know young kid at school, and I'd say to people, I'd say you know to my friends and stuff like this is wicked. Like, do you know how hard it's gonna be to organize? like you know games with you know 20 people or whatever uh when 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 you know we grow up or whatever and we get busier and uh, i sound like a nutcase at the time but uh but obviously now like you know you and i know like it's no it's no easy thing trying to get a bunch of people together to go go down a park and have some fun so uh see i was the same and and yeah i i think some some weird twist of fate i ended up playing on like loads of team teams uh you know sport teams at school and I was rubbish at all of them. Like you see me play <laughs> play basketball, useless. Football. Somehow I ended up on the football team, right? And you think this is some sort of nasty joke, isn't joke. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think I think yeah. I just uh, I was a trier. I tried hard, you know. And uh, and yeah, that became uh, I guess the start of my interest in sport, fitness. And at the time, never thought it was going to be a career at all. You know, and it kind of snuck up on me, yeah, later in life. But, um, but yeah, and obviously, you know, since we've worked together at, at Wild, uh, you know, we, we've we've had you know some really nice uh, kind of exchanges with with work uh, with Wiccan Wanderers. You know, through your your contacts, I know we've done some great stuff with their their charity. You know, so they're 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 helping out young people, uh, people with mental health issues, and they've got an amazing charity set up there that we've uh, we've tried to run some activities for. We've gone down to see some games, and I know that you brought uh, brought Darius Charles down here, mm-hmm. uh, who was one of their players who who had a pretty serious injury uh, in his hip, and and yeah, since obviously doing some work with with you and and and, and I'm sure with others, he is uh, he's made an amazing recovery, and I think they're doing they're doing pretty well, uh, which oh, is great. His his, uh, his story is incredible. If mm-hmm. you ever get the chance to check it out, feel free to do so. Um, but you know, one of those people that was told he will never play football again, and mm. you know, certainly with the help of Wickham and the, the, the physio department and the work they put in to help him, he's really managed to get back out on the, on the pitch. But obviously, sadly, current situation is that nobody knows what's going to happen with the football season at the moment, but we shall wait and see. They were doing quite well in the league, almost in the playoffs, mm. um, and we just don't know at this stage. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Wicked, man. And so, uh, you know, I, I, I guess... One of the one of the things that I find like really really cool about our story, you know, in terms of how we started working together, and and how that that kind of grew into like you said, you know, the, the, this job for you uh, when you started, uh, I guess I guess became something a little bit different, and uh, and obviously you know when we met, I guess it kind of sums up a, a really nice ethos of the Wild Training brand in that you know you know we we're, we're always looking for inspiration and and not 
necessarily inspiration in the fitness industry, but outside of. So, you know, what activities, what, what kind of uh, sports and, and what kind of uh, exercise styles can we take inspiration from, adapt and, and give to everyday people? And, and it's very much about uh, finding synergistic, uh, you know, kind of styles of, of activity that complement each other and give us some, some unique, uh, you know, kind of things to share with people. And, and you and I, you know, I guess, I guess if we were both members in a gym, you know, before we started working with each other while training, we wouldn't necessarily start training with each other, right? Yeah. And so, and so, you know, I guess it's really nice to see that, you know, we, we've come at the industry from really different points of education, you know? So you, you've gone to university, you've done a master's. I, I literally did a full-time diploma in personal training and sports massage therapy with Premier Training, right? And so I think it's Premier Global now. Uh, and and so I was kind of thrown into the commercial side of it straight away. And, and you know, through, through different places I worked, you know, I was very lucky to work with everyday people as well as, you know, professional athletes. I remember I was working with AP McCoy when he smashed his back up came out of surgery and they said you might not ride a horse again you're definitely mm-hmm. not going to ride at the Cheltenham Festival and then it was it, that was when I was running the cryotherapy chamber in, uh, in in Tring and that was the first cryotherapy chamber in the country at the time and we were we were working with that some great you know sports therapists that worked at uh, Champneys and and kind of a lot of the, the the vibration training kind of systems that we had at the, the, the setup as well and you could literally see the the impact it was having on him session by session, and he got back to Cheltenham Festival. So, so yeah, like you, I guess it's it's been great for me to have a you know a spectrum, I guess, of, of uh, opportunities and experiences that have definitely led us to yeah. you know what we have today in the wild training systems. It comes nice, you know, it's it's that full circle, isn't it? And it's about being able to see the bigger picture, like um, you know, I know when we were here, we we had our wild training athletes. Um, about working with particular sports people and stuff like that, which was relatively successful. And it's nice to see some work with a strong man and the competition we went to. And I think that competition we went to, was it 2018? 2018, I think. Um, with the strong man. And we came back and we just thought, these guys train the way they do like what's the you know how why is the sport like this and it's, yeah. it's this level of where we sit there and go well actually you can reverse engineer it to look at okay what it was like in the 90s where you had a lot of big guys and they were very big because they were eating like we talked about earlier today it was eating donuts at the same time you look about the 80s where did that information come from and earlier in you know back to your classic arnie workouts and stuff like that and then turn around and go, well, why is it, you know, how has it come to this that these people are still training in this way? And how could we incorporate some elements of sports performance or some elements of um, everything from wild training styles that we have, whether it's stroops, whether it's the vibration training, things like cryotherapy training, everything we've mentioned mm. and more, how can this help improve an athlete, how can it help improve the everyday person? Yeah. And I think that's our entire philosophy and our pattern of the way we work. Like we said, different avenues of the roads we've gone down, you kind of end up at the same point and you think, well, I've got to be onto something, right? Yeah, yeah, 100%. And I think, uh, yeah, I mean, the Wild, Wild Training Athlete Program was, was another great, I guess, initiative that, that you led and, and we had, you know, what, like semi-pro rugby players that, that, you know, John Baxter ended up setting up the Wild Sevens rugby team. Off the back of it. Didn't you it? know, we rocked up to a Sevens tournament. With- 
literally seven guys you know we, like we didn't have any any spares and uh and we came we got to the final right that was yeah. that was that was like that was a ridiculous experience and then uh yeah people like sam duffy you know being a, a kind of amateur strongman and getting to work with him in a lot of detail and obviously you know we, we with the setup we've got at wild training we've, we've you know we've worked with people like lauren charlotte right and terry hollands mm. andrea thompson these are some of the best athletes in the world and you get to talk to them and you get yeah. to go where have you how have you got to this position and then you go okay I'm listening to you and I'm, I'm, I'm kind of hearing previous injuries I'm hearing limitations and and we're going okay there's this stuff that we've got here that can help you and you, and you share it with them and they they light up you know mm -hmm. I remember when I looked at uh, like Indian club training for the first time with Lawrence Charlie and I mean this man is one of the best strength athletes we've had in the UK you know he's incredible and you know known for his ability to carry stuff known for his grip you know and uh well all sorts of stuff I mean, he's broken records all over the shop but uh i remember turning on the indian club showing him some wrist circles ways of activating his shoulders because obviously he was recovering from a pretty serious uh injury in the shoulder in the past and i was saying this would be a great way of warming not just your wrists up and your forearms up but actually activating your shoulders properly you know with the wrist circles and things like that and he did it with me and and definitely didn't necessarily find it easy and and you know it's that that idea that okay if if that's something that has challenged you that's that's gonna help you yeah, man yeah, yeah. and uh, and i know that you know him ryan england sam duffy you know baz you know our, our strongman coach here yeah. he's uh he's always told me that that indian clubs and power clubs you know the heavier ones as well transformed his fitness he, yeah. he was never able to bench press i think after a, another similar shoulder injury yeah yeah i worked, uh, with, worked with baz for maybe two months on his shoulders and his movement and mm. mobility and suddenly he turned around he's texting me go just just completed a pb yeah, yeah, yeah later yeah. you get another one yeah. and like for me as feedback like in what i do like you're actually like Oh, this 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 feels good. This yeah, is you yeah, know yeah, what yeah. I get up for every day. This is why I go to work. Totally, it becomes a really what you want. You, you feel fulfilled in your job mm. because you know we always talk about it like sharing joy, but we're we're adding we're adding a lot of value to people's you know passions and their their lives. And uh, you know I guess somebody like Lauren Charlie when we were helping him get ready for World's Strongest Man, and I know that he was going into that competition. In, in all time, you know, yeah, like yeah. fitness. And he was excited mentally. Mentally, he was in a great place. Physically, he was in a, an amazing place. And and it was like almost that perfect storm, you know, of, of uh, you know, things that I guess went wrong for him and it ended up in that Achilles injury. Mm. And you think, oh man, I would have I would have taken a bullet for that not to happen. Because yeah, yeah. you just, you love the guy so much and you've invested so much in him and you know, you know he's got it, right? And uh, but you know, amazing again to see see that the pro that he is, he's he's you know kind of recovered from that. Already hit competitions and PBs, you know, which is amazing. And uh, I think you know Lawrence is one of those great examples of people that are pushing the, the sport strongman forward with some mm -hmm. amazing coaching. Yeah, yeah absolutely, uh, for sure. But it's um, good to work with good people doing the right things. But like you said, it's all about you know training that weakest link, isn't it? Making mm. the the weakest bit stick. And like um, my having discovered the Indian clubs has been an incredible thing mm. um, it's one of my favourite things in terms of you know your ability to train warm up whatever it is you know I've introduced them to everyone I've ever worked mm. with um, 
But the most important thing that I've seen is what a cool re- rehabilitation tool they are. Mm, yeah, 100%. Um, <clears throat> being able to, uh, you know, really open up your shoulders, create lots of different flows and movements. It's not necessarily about technique. It's just about moving smoothly through these ranges. And that's what your body's built to do. I couldn't go on for hours about this into their history and things like that. I've read the only dissertation ever written that was um, outside of Oxford Brooks University by a guy. Um, it's an incredible art form to be able to mm. help you improve your stability and strength about your shoulders. And if anyone is ever listening and wants to work on doing studies and stuff on this, then I'm more than happy to get involved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you and me love a bit of good research you mm. know, and finding good sources of information for sure, something we pride ourselves on. But, um, but yeah, I, I, you know, what you're saying there about I guess I guess certain certain styles of exercise that, that aren't in the forefront of you know the fitness industry and, and, and fashion you know yeah that, that have added so much to our systems our training and and you know we talked about Indian clubs but there's loads right I mean you know the slastic systems and things like you know the aerial silks and and the urban strength bar and I think there's so many tools that you know I've had for a long time and then through through working with yourself and, and you you having that you know expansive knowledge in in you know I guess how the body works functionally and, and more, more how, how to get the body back to mm-hmm. functioning properly and and you've seen different applications of things like aerial silks you know that obviously potentially an aerial kind of performer you know like a pro wouldn't necessarily think yeah, about because it's you. not in their world right I, I'm, I'm, I'm working with um, Melissa specifically um, but lots of I seem to find these, these people habitually do uh, overhead work such as aerials pole silks hoop and things like that are starting to get problems but mm. it's been quite interesting for me as a journey is to sort of sit there and go well actually this is something that there isn't a lot of research on there's no information on you know what happens to a pole strength athlete that does a lot of work um it all comes from different areas of sports and things like that but not necessarily those that do pull up so i'm actually working through theories where i'm going okay well maybe it's this that's causing this problem maybe i'm working in you know, we do some strength exercises for this, see if it's working through that problem. Um, and it's quite, quite interesting in terms of the people who we're working with, you know, young, slightly older, just working through injuries, the conditions they're starting to get from just doing that little bit too much. And it's just about having my input about where I can um, interject, you know, maybe you could try this, maybe we could do that, and this will work. And an entire 20 minute conversation with Alyssa about this this morning. Mm. Um, and so it's nice to have an environment and a gym where we can discuss these ideas together, where we can, you know, people take on board what you say, people listen to you and you, you, you reciprocate that and get it back as well. You know, this is my idea. What do you think? And yeah, yeah that's great, man. How about this? Or you go, you know, this is my idea. And, you mm. know, this is a working theory I've got of why, why my clients not being able to do this and go, right, okay, we tried this, this and this. Yeah. And that's why it works so well. Yeah, no, they're real conversations, aren't they? And, you know, yeah. we, we've got a, a team of people here that are, are genuinely interested, fascinated, and, uh, yeah, for, for lack of a better word, probably obsessed with, with you know, the game, the sport, the fitness, and, and, and how we deliver our jobs. But uh, I, I guess the advantage as well is, is that you've got, uh, you know, one of the challenges, I guess, you, you've seen with uh, sports therapy or physio is I, I guess uh, adherence to a program you know because sometimes you are working from uh you know from an injury uh from from limitations 
and I'm often you know we 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 speak the same language. It's you know what's 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 tight, what's not kind of working properly, what's what's weak, uh, and what's kind of stopping those patterns working properly. And sometimes you know those those I guess uh, re rehab style programs aren't the sexiest. They're not the most exciting. They're not the the jazzy stuff you see on the promo videos. And so people go, yeah, great, that's that's brilliant. I feel a little bit better. And and then you know maybe a week or two. And they, they, they forget about it again, mm-hmm. right? And so having more colorful, more exciting, I guess, ways to uh, give people that, that sense of achievement, that sense of unlocking a new skill uh, with some of the, the, the wild training systems, some of the tools we have, makes it kind of easier for you to deliver some great results to people that want to, want to work past an injury or work, want to work past pain but we actually give them a, a motivating way of doing it. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, <clears throat> uh, not to keep mentioning, but the you know if someone injures their shoulder, um, very, very much the staple of uh, physiotherapy, low-level uh, injury prevention or strengthening for things like your rotator cuff is, um, is ridiculously boring exercises. <laughs> where you bend your elbow across the front of your body and you bend it back out the other way and you might do it at a slightly different angle. Mm-hmm. Like, it's mind-numbingly <laughs> boring. And to get someone to do that, you know, and you sit there and go, can you do, uh, I don't know, maybe 20 reps a day? Can you do six, up to 60 reps of this light workout a day? People just get bored, man. Yep. And it's where, again, it, it links into the wild training philosophy is we make this fun and exciting and something different. We get passionate about it and we go, actually, you know, we don't have to use a band. Can we try this? Can we try this other bit? Can we use an Indian club? And actually, I'm moving my shoulder in a full, complete range of motion, not getting any pain because it's a ridiculously lightweight, but it's a cool new skill to be able to implement in that kind of system. Mm-hmm. This is what we're trying to encourage people to do is actually, you know, take advantage of what's out there and incorporate these new systems and these new exercises into what you do. So whether it's your warm up, I used to have a, <coughs> excuse me, I used to have a swimmer um, as a, uh, a client of mine. And all I did was just say, look, you know, maybe we could use these as part of your warm up. Let's introduce them to your training regime. And my shoulders feel great. It took a week for him, a swimmer who will naturally have open shoulders and big movements anyway. And he turned around and he went, my shoulders feel amazing, man. Amazing, yeah, yeah. Well, I know, I know heroic sport that the other guys that make mm. the Palavandal. So these are the Indian clubs that we use and we, we share with our clients and, and use in the gym. You know, they've, they've got a great video with, I think, a, a Canadian uh, Olympic swimmer who, again, you know, at that top level has seen uh, some massive gains by using them. And you think, oh my God, if it, if it works for a guy at that level who's just looking for that that one percent, that half percent, yeah. right? At an amateur level, you, you better believe it's going to have an impact, right? But uh, but really cool, man. Okay, so so let's you know round it up. So I, I guess you know a fun question is is you know I'm always trying to look forward as much as as I can. But uh, but what's next for you in your your own kind of fitness journey or, or sharing sharing? Yeah, what we do with more people. What's what's on the cards? Um, there's nothing in particular that on the immediate horizon um, really really enjoying my role in terms of helping new trainers out and their development and um, helping the gym with obviously its programming timetabling etc etc and where I can make a contribution to that really keen on my uh, therapy style work so 
proven that how can I become a better therapist there's lots of CPD courses that I can go on and you know it's more about communication and you know encouraging people and doing stuff that way which again will in, in turn help me with my PT work and the stuff that I do anyway um, as for out there for the future who knows who knows I, I'm open you know I've always been that guy that's turned around and said what do you want to do and I go I don't know no idea mm. but when it happens and when it comes like this place I'll be there and yeah. We'll do it with a smile and a laugh in between. And that's the important thing, you know, is be able to enjoy what you do. Yeah. And I think you'll agree with me in that. But it's one of the most important things out there, right? 100%. 100%. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, in terms of a takeaway, I think that's, that's what I guess you and me have the most, uh, you know, that's what we have in common is that we, we will approach things with that very much open mind. And you know we'll try, we'll try hard, we'll try hot often, and uh, and that's how I think, uh, yeah, we've 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 created such a such a great system together. So mm. uh, so mate, thank you for for coming on this uh, this podcast, and uh, and yeah, thank you guys for for listening to this episode of Chat with the Coach. This is Fitness Inside Out by Wild Training, and I'm James Griffiths. If you like the show, you can listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and most major platforms. Subscribe to hear a new episode every Monday. Next time on the show, I'm going to be talking to Hamina Campbell, who is uh, an amazing personal trainer and somebody who's a, a kind of jack of all trades, and she has a really interesting story for how she got into the fitness industry. So make sure you check that one out. If you have any feedback, a question, or a topic you'd like us to cover, then please drop us a voice message as we listen to all of them. Your question may even feature on next week's podcast.